the sparking entrepreneur show and today we have jf jeller jf is all the way from nevada las vegas with over 19 years of experience in real estate he is the lead of jeller properties which offers top level service with a focus and value to the client in every single transaction beginning in 2013 jeff has grown from a two person operation to over 18 agents and an amazing staff to deliver five star service to all of his clients He has provided countless hours dedicated to improving the real estate profession and interaction with the public. With that being said, let's welcome to our today's guest, Jeff Zeller. Jeff, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, so Jeff, I already know that you are from Nevada, Las Vegas, and you are running your business over there. So tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Las Vegas is a great big city, right? There's about 3 million people. I don't live in a casino. right in fact i'm almost never in a casino unless i have friends or family visiting las vegas obviously everybody knows it for being extremely hot but as you and i were just talking we actually have snow today it's quite a different kind of culture but things about me that you wouldn't know i got into this business the good old fashioned way i didn't want to be in it uh, i grew up hating it and we can talk about that a little bit more as we go through this but i'm a third generation real estate broker and i hated it growing up so there There you go. I'm doing it, but I hated it growing up. You know, in life, you never know what you are going to do. Right? Like you just, it's uh, we're here for the ride and and just enjoy it while it lasts. Right? Either you can love what you do, or you can you know do what you love. Exactly. And you know, it if you get enjoyment from it, I know it's a cliche, but it makes it makes the day go better and and you know, nobody should be doing things that they don't like, right? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is a people business and what I realized is is I do like people and I'm I love being around people. I love the engagement and I love, you know, I love setting people up for financial success through home ownership. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really great. Okay, Jeff, you know, I believe that uh, every entrepreneur has a great story behind it. So how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? Where did you start your journey? Well, like I, I kind of mentioned in the opening, I'm a third generation real estate agent. My my grandfather was an agent and he was a developer. He actually developed like commercial shopping centers. And my father also had his license, but he he's a uh, he's retired now, but he was a custom home builder. I didn't grow up in Las Vegas. I grew up in the the LA Los Angeles area. You know, he was a big builder. He built a lot of custom homes for wealthy people. So I grew up in it. And then my mom and my stepfather are actually real state brokers as well. So like I like I kind of joke, right? I whether I liked it or not, it, it's in the blood. I, yeah. you know, none of my family worked for somebody, right? They all had their own businesses and and so, you know, you have the nature and the nurture and and that's what I was that's what I was born with and that's, you know, my role models and my parents if you will growing up. That's what they did. So, I did go to college. I do have a finance degree. I do have an MBA. I went to grad school and I got an MBA, but wow. the entire time i was in college i knew okay i don't want to do this i don't want to do this i don't want to do this you know i had the i had the thoughts of being a cfo chief financial officer for a large corp you know fortune 500 company because i i love numbers but well, I, i realized I, i had an internship and i had to wear a name badge because it was such a big campus and it just it wasn't me so you know i just kind of kept following the path that felt the the right like the right path and graduated with honors and was fresh out of college and got 
got my real estate license and and you know lo and behold here i am yeah that's really great awesome so Riff, like in your experience or your opinion that what is the most important personality trait that someone would need to watch in your industry the most important i don't know if i can give you one but i'll give you a couple you need to remain humble this business in any sales business if you will you need to remain humble because success doesn't come quickly it doesn't come easily yeah. and then when you do get it you need to learn how to hold on to it and you need to learn that other people in this business are where you were in the past so right. i always say that you know when i was learning i had some great people that treated me well i had some people that didn't treat me well right and as i started getting better at what i was doing and you know more and more clients and more closed deals i realized i i would be a little aggressive sometimes and then i i told myself that that's not the person that i wanted on the other side of a deal so i'm somebody that i will not use your inexperience against you I will, you know, we're all in this together. So humbling is one thing. And then the other thing is you need to learn that it doesn't matter how smart you are. It's how hard you work. And that was a yeah. big, like I said, I, I've got two degrees, right? I've got a, I've got a finance degree. I've got an MBA. And when I first started doing this full time, it took me a long time to realize that nobody really cared about my degrees. None of my clients asked me for my resume. None of my clients asked me what my degree was in. They just wanted me to work for them. And that was a hard thing for me to kind of realize that I needed to make that mental switch in order to satisfy and, and help clients because they didn't care about my they didn't care about my pedigree, if you will. They wanted to know how hard I was going to work for. Absolutely, absolutely. They always think about themselves. Okay. So, you know, like, how did you manage to grow your business so far? Because I was reading your Dilo profile and I got to know that you like have a big company, like you have 18 staff or all. So, how did you uh, manage to grow your business so far? I'm still figuring it out day by day. I honestly. So, the That's first. Awesome answer. Yeah, like, honestly, the first four or five years when we first started the brokerage here, so I've been licensed for 19. Actually, yeah, this was within. 19th year, but we've been down in Las Vegas for 10. So when we first opened the company, my intention to be perfectly honest was never to have other agents work for me. It wasn't. It was at the time we were, my wife and I, who's my business partner, um, we were running a, a fund that we were buying foreclosures, flipping them and, and selling them, right? So I had one client, we, you know, we ran an investment fund and I was happy with that. You know, I was, I didn't, I didn't expect any kind of growth. I didn't want it. I liked, I liked basically creating our own inventory. But like everything else in this world, things change. So we noticed that market was starting to cool down a little bit. There wasn't enough things going to foreclosure because the economy was improving, which is a good thing. And it actually coincided with uh, the time that my... Uh, that our first child was born. So I knew we needed to kind of shift, right? We needed, you know, like any entrepreneur, you got to shift when you have to shift. We started slowly growing. And again, never, ever thought, you know, it's the, it was like, find that first agent. Cool. Let's see how this feels. Find that second agent. So I did it with no real plan, which is not a good thing to do. I don't advise doing it without a plan, but we figured it out along the way. And, and we're now up to about 22, 23 uh, is where we are. I need to, I need to update my website. I have a full-time director of operations and her entire job is to do nothing but recruit and train and onboard our new agents. So I can focus on fun things like this, growing the brand, volunteering. I'm on the board of directors for our association. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so it really, it grew from my mindset. It grew from, let's just 
put a collection of people around us that are like-minded and kind of see how it goes. And, and so far it's gone pretty well. Yeah, that's really great. That's really awesome, Jeff, because you know the way you treat everything and still you are figuring. It's an amazing answer to me. Thank you. Okay, so Jeff, as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulty because business means there is a lot of hell lot of challenges, right? So what are the most common difficulties that you are currently facing? Or you may have in the past, and how did you tackle those challenges? I, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about all the difficulties. Man, there's a lot, right? So, so first and foremost, Las Vegas is a very, I, I like to say, it's a high amplitude city. Okay. When the economy in the United States is going well, Vegas is going extremely well. Okay. But when things aren't going well in the United States, Vegas tends to yeah. be on the lower end of things. So it's a roller coaster. We have experienced, you know, from about 2010, 2012, 13, up until about a year ago, we had one of the hottest markets for 10 years. But when things started to kind of crest and then come back down, when interest rates went up because of inflation and all those all those other technical things that we can talk about, but I don't think anybody really loves hearing about inflation. Vegas dropped, right? We've we've seen a larger drop in our market in the last six months than most con- most places across the country. Like you hear you hear about Vegas, you hear about Phoenix, Austin, Texas, Boise, Idaho. All the places that went really high the last few years are the ones that are coming down. So I don't have control over that, right? So so talk about difficulties. There's a lot of things that I can't control, right? I can't control inflation. I can't control mortgage rates going from 3% to 7%. What I can control is paying attention to them, watching for signs of trends moving and advising clients to either move quickly to, to beat this or to slow down, right? So, you know, number one is out of my hands. I can't really do anything when the economy moves. It really does affect us. But one of the actual big difficulties in this business is complacency, right? trying to to stay motivated to keep doing things when it is hard right so i've got 20 agents and all these agents are looking to us for guidance and it's hard to keep saying just keep just keep making your phone calls just keep talking to your clients just keep telling people you're here because it is hard right that is a very hard thing to do to stay motivated when we had a decade literally a decade of great market this is going to change and there's going to be a lot of people that don't understand how hard this business really is that you know they see the tv shows they see people driving around fancy cars like it's a grind and if you don't have the right system in place and you don't have the right work ethic there's almost a higher fallout rate of real estate as there is owning a restaurant right people don't realize that most people fail in this business absolutely like in each and every business some people are getting successful but the most important thing is that they are also doing a lot of hard work there they are facing a lot of challenges but people think that you know their life is very good they are just doing their business they are living a lavish lifestyle but no one is the grind the hustle behind it yeah they see okay. they see all the glit they see the glitz and glamour they don't see the hard work <laughs> and you know what most of the people they are on they just want the lavish lifestyle but they don't want to work hard they don't want to uh, do the hustle and all <laughs> yeah look I've been up since five you know I, I'm up at five every morning because there's just yeah, in order to get every 
everything done that I need to get done, you just have to start the day earlier, right? This is not a business that you can wake up at 1030 and expect to get things done. I've got a family. I've got a business to run. I've got my own business to run. I've got volunteer work, right? Like you got to figure it out and you just do it, right? I don't love it, but I'm tired. But hey, it's part of it. Yeah, and that's life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so what is your growth plan? Not in the terms of business, but in terms of life also. So business-wise, like I said, we're at about 20, 22 agents, 23 agents. I, you know, I never want to be a huge brokerage, right? I never want to have 100 plus agents. I don't want to be in a situation where I don't know who my agents are. As I mentioned earlier, I've got a, an amazing director of operations that does a lot of that stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, my business, Zaylor Properties, it's got my name on it, right? It's, it's not just my company. It literally is my name. And I want to make sure that people that we have here really, really fall into the core values that I have and that we have built as a company culture. So whether that's 30 agents, 40 agents, 60 agents or whatever, I, I think that's the, you know that's where I can see us as, as growth goes um, with just really good people. From a personal standpoint, I just I just want to start giving back as much as I can, right? My time, my my efforts, my money, whatever it is, right? You know, I you know we're all trying to collect money, but you know, I like I said, I've been in this business 19 years, but I've been in this business my entire life as a third generation, and and I I just want to see I want to see this profession get to a level where it's more respected, you know, with no disrespect to use car salespeople out there, we are often compared to you. It's tough, right? Like nobody likes to be looked at negatively. And, and our industry in general doesn't have a good reputation. I can't change that single-handedly. And I know that, but yeah. I can do my, I can do as much as I can from the people that I work with to show that we yeah. can make a difference. So we are a different maker. And then from, you know, the, then the real reason we do this all, like I said, my wife and I have three amazing kids. They're eight, five, and two. And I just want to be in a position that I can sit and watch them grow and get old and have fun with them every, every step of the way. So life's pretty full, but uh, you know, that's, that's the growth, right? No more kids. We're done having kids, but uh, it's now time to, it's now time to watch them, watch them shine and, and for us to be there for them, to support them however we can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so this most of home buying and selling process nowadays happens online. So how do you take the advantage of online market? You know what? We are we try to be everywhere, right? We try to be everywhere. Somebody way smarter than me. <laughs> somebody way smarter than me kind of coined the phrase, I'm, you know, to try to be the digital mayor of your town, right? So whether it's just posting us and just who we are, not just just houses, because people just people hate just looking at houses, right? They want to see who you are. So yeah. we're, you know, we're on, on almost every social media channel. And most of the stuff I'm posting on social is mindset stuff. It's how I operate. It's who I am. Yeah. Do we sprinkle in, hey, here's a new listing. Here's this. Here's that. Of course we do. Yeah. But so we're everywhere online. You know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, we're, we're big into to short form video. So, you, you know, putting out a lot of reels or YouTube shorts, if you will. And then from an actual business revenue generator, a lot of Google, right? A lot of Google pay per click, a lot of Facebook market ads and stuff like that. So we're, we're pretty much, you know, we try to be where the eyeballs are. It's an ever-changing thing. So we, we pay attention to it. Sometimes we're ahead of the curve. Sometimes we're behind the curve. We're not on AOL dial-up anymore, right? We're, we're, we're making sure we try to be where we are. You know, a vast majority of our business for our agents does come from online leads. In fact, we're generating five to 700 online leads in a month is what, we, is what we're generating for our 
agents. And, you know, what we hope and what we're training is that we turn those online leads into clients that then can refer and, and have repeat business, right? That's that's the name of the game, making this a relationship yeah. business, not a transactional yeah. business. Absolutely. It's a completely relationship. Because the more you work with your honesty and the integrity, then people are going to refer you in their network. And that's how you create this type of business, right? Because you are the product. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, it, it's more expensive getting a new client than a second than a client to come back, right? And and we need to focus on taking care of the people. Look, we've already proven that they know us, they love us, and they trust us. We need to work with them again, right? And that's that's the whole whole point of converting these online leads into relationships. Absolutely. Okay, so if you had an extra ten thousand dollar of budget, then how do you spend it and why? Man, so you know we've got a pretty big budget now, right? We're spending close to that every month. But if I had an extra month, you know what I'd probably do is it's I'd probably change this up a little bit. This may be a little bit different than you expect. I would not put it into any lead generating. I would take $10,000 and throw one or two big parties for our past clients and have wow. them invite and then have them invite somebody that we don't know. That's what I would do, right? You know, we were generating leads online for $10 a lead, $15 a lead, something like that, right? So what I would do if I had that next little chunk of, of change that I would do, like I said, I throw an event, maybe maybe break it into two events, but I would invite, you know, it would be past clients in our sphere or people around us that know us, love us, and, and make sure that I can get face-to-face -face with new people and our older people, because like I said, that those relationships really, really mean something to us. And that's where a lot of our growth has come. It's from the repeat people, right? So yeah. I would actually spend that money on a one or two pretty nice parties and, and just have, have our people that know us come and bring a guest that we don't know yet. Wow, that's really awesome. That's really a great answer because I think, you know, I have been doing all these things from the past uh, one and nine years, right? And what I uh, listen most of the, you know, answers is like, uh, I need to put this on my marketing. I need to put this on my lead generation. Uh, I need to do some practices and all. But uh, your answer to, you know, like it was some different. Yeah, most of the people, they have already said that, you know, like, yeah, I would invest this $1,000 uh, on my past client, but uh, no one, you know, like told me that uh, they just want to put this on their past client and invite the people they don't know. It's a good question. You know, you, you mentioned that you'd ask that and I've been trying to think of like something really elegant or, you know, something just good. I don't even know where this quote came from. I will tell you that. I don't know who said it. It was on a poster that I had growing up of a Porsche, a Porsche, right? And the quote or the, what it said was, most people don't set their goals too high and miss. They set their goals too low and hit. And I, you know, granted, I was a young kid. It was a beautiful picture of a Porsche, but that I, I couldn't even, I couldn't tell you where the poster is anymore, right? It's probably long gone, but that quote has stayed with me, right? And and it's so many people don't think big enough. They don't. They, you know, they they are so afraid to fail that they yeah. set their goals so small and and you don't get growth as you don't get growth as a person if you just hit those little goals. Now, don't get me wrong, like micro goals are super important. You can't say I'm going to go to the gym 300 days this year if you don't go the first day, right? So you have to set yeah. micro goals along the way. But Absolutely. like if you're thinking big, like 
And I tell my, you know, I talk to my agents because I do, I do a lot of business coaching with them. And I, you know, one of the questions I ask is, you know, okay, how much money are we going to make this year? And too many of them are too conservative. Too many of them are too conservative. So I, I try to push. I try to, I'm like, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a scare. That's an easy number. I want you to give me a number that, that scares you. What's the worst that happens? You don't hit it, but you go way higher than you probably would have if you just set a lower goal. So yeah, there's my favorite quote, right? Like most people don't set a, you know, got a goal too high and, and miss. They set a goal too low and hit. Let's stop that. Yeah. Let's reach for those stars. Yeah. People fail because they don't set a higher goal, but they set a small goal and achieve it. That's why people say. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. really awesome. Okay, so if you write a book about yourself, then how do you name and why? <laughs> oh, God, that's a good question. So if I wrote a book about myself, I, I'd call it a thousand and one ways to screw this business up and still manage to do it. I, you know, like I said, I am. I love making mistakes. I make mistakes every single day day. Every entrepreneur should be. Yeah. Look, fail forward, fail with a plan, right? I have no problem with it. Like everything I have learned in this business is just because I've done it wrong the first time, right? That's it. it, But, but you have to be, you have to be open to it. You have to be open to change. You have to be open to fixing things because if you're not, then you're just in trouble. But like, you know, Michael Jordan has that famous quote of how many shots he's missed and how many games he's lost, right? It's the same thing here. Like, I don't know how many times I've written a contract poorly or that I overplayed something and, and, you know, got it back. Like you learn from your mistakes if you're open to learning from it. So there you go, right? A thousand and one ways to screw this business up and still get it right, right? I, I'll come up with something better the next time, but uh, you know, but that's me. That's me in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, dear, tell us about your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or any social media platform so that our audience can find you and get in touch with Look, best way to get a hold of me is my Instagram. It's at Jeff Zaylor, and I spell it with a G. So it's at G-E-O-F-F. Z-A-H-L-E-R. That's my Instagram. That's my Facebook. I think that's my Twitter. I'm not on Twitter that often, but you know, those are the best ways to get me. And then from there, we also have our the business pages set up is at Zaylor Properties or is at Zaylor Properties LLC, which is again Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. From the Instagram handle, you can absolutely get that. And then um you know, with, with our link tree and everything like that, you can, you can go there, but I, I try to kind of post Instagram's kind of our main post where we go and then kind of go out from there. So, but our audience wants to reach out to you uh, regarding any registered news, then how do they reach out to you? Look, reach out to me on the Instagram on Instagram, and I can get you a cal. I can send you a Calendly to to connect for a one on one, either on Zoom uh, or on the phone or whatever. If you're local, obviously, come on into Vegas. Come 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 see me at my office. But yeah, no, Instagram is probably the easiest way to get me at at Jeff Zaylor. Let you know, just shoot me a DM and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about real estate stuff, and we can we can set you up. I've got I use cal- Calendly, and I can set that up. We can either do a Zoom one on one or a conference call kind of thing. Hey guys, do make sure you follow Jeff as he's a wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to him for whatever you're interested. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Jeff, for being on the show and it was an honor talking to you today. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And, you know, they're doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks again. So that's it. I am your host, Sudha, signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.